Hello, and welcome back to the Patent Professor podcast. My name is Jamie Lee Perez. I am our social media coordinator here at the Patent Professor. And if you are new here or have not heard of us before, we are a patent and trademark law firm based in South Florida, but we serve inventors throughout the U.S. and worldwide. And if you've been tracking with our current series, we have been talking about um, news in the intellectual property world. This is anything having to do with patents, trademarks, or copyrights that have made it into the news. We're going to talk about it. And these are articles written by our founding attorney, John Rizvi, um, but I will be narrating them for us today, and so they'll be read in the first person. So without further ado, let's get started. Today we're talking about Morford versus Catalan, maybe the most bananas IP case ever. On Friday, July 15th, I was invited by Brian Mudd of 610 AM WIOD News Radio to discuss a pending copyright case that is quite literally bananas. The dispute involves two artists, bananas, duct tape, whether a banana duct tape to a wall can legitimately be copyrighted, and if so, to what degree. I've been following this case with some interest for three reasons. One, it touches on my passion for intellectual property law. Two, it's going down in my backyard. And three, it may be one of the most bonkers IP cases we see in our generation. Here are the basic facts. In 2000, a California artist named Joe Morford created a piece called Banana and Orange, featuring synthetic pieces of titular fruits duct taped to bright green paper. He posted it to his website, Facebook, and YouTube accounts, and here's the kicker, sought and received a formal copyright from the U.S. Copyright Office for Banana and Orange. So far, so good. Nothing to see here, right? Well, not so fast. Fast forward to 2019 when Italian artist Mauricio Catalan presented his notorious comedian piece consisting of a single real, that is to say completely edible, banana duct taped to a wall. The piece Comedian caused a huge stir in the art world and beyond, becoming one of the most memed and lampooned pieces of modern art in history. The piece generated even more controversy when a local Florida performance artist took the banana off the wall and ate it. But that was okay by Catalan. He and the gallery at which it was housed weren't actually selling the banana itself, but rather a certificate of authenticity and exacting instructions as to how to replicate the piece in one's own home, including at precisely what angle the banana and duct tape should be employed to recreate comedian for oneself. This seemingly farcical gambit paid off for Catalan three times to the tune of roughly $390,000. When Morford learned about Comedian, he was none too pleased, if his Facebook status from the time he first heard of it is any indicator. On Sunday, December 15th, 2019, he posted, I did this in the year 2000, but some dude steals my junk and pimps it for $120,000 plus in 2019. Plagiarism much? If the matter had ended with a salty Facebook post, there wouldn't be anything to discuss here. But Morford decided, as any copyright holder should when their work is or appears to be infringed, to pursue legal action against Catalan. In his suit, Morford claims Comedian is sufficiently similar and apparently derivative of Banana and Orange to warrant triggering a copyright claim. In addition, Morford is suiting Catalan for the entire $390,000 Catalan realized from the sale of Comedian, plus court cost and travel expenses. As a side note, which may or may not have bearing on the Morford case, Catalan recently evaded a lawsuit in France in which a wax sculptor claimed he was the original author of nine of Catalan's pieces. 
the French courts disagreed. Finding in Catalan's favor, the courts determined the sculptor was working for hire when the pieces were produced, and that the terms of the agreement did not permit the sculptor any control over the final presentation of the effigies in any form or right to further financial or other credit related to the production or exhibition of the pieces. Again, this may or may not be relevant, but the timing obviously couldn't be worse for Catalan. Here's where this case gets really interesting. In the motion to dismiss, Catalan's legal team filed in response to the initial suit. He staunchly denies ever having seen or heard of banana and orange in any medium prior to being served with Morford's suit, and Catalan's legal team asserts Morford can't prove otherwise. His attorneys further state that Morford owns neither the idea nor the fact of bananas or duct tape existing, and that simply duct taping bananas to a wall should not in itself be enough to justify triggering copyright protection. Crucially, this is a point Morford himself agreed with, writing in a previous document that, I do not assert copyright claim to the idea of a banana duct tape to a wall. People are free to duct tape all the bananas they want to a wall. They are just not allowed to infringe on my expression, claiming it as their own original artwork. Finally, the angles of the two pieces are different, and the bright green paper Morford employed in Banana and Orange is conspicuously absent in Comedian. In short, the two works are, are dissimilar enough. Catalan's legal team argued that the case against Catalan should be dismissed. However, the argument set forth in the MTD failed to sway the judge presiding over the case, U.S. District Judge Robert N. Scola, to Catalan's side. Judge Scola wrote that the idea of a banana taped to a wall is not in itself copyrightable, the one point upon which everyone else concerned in this case seems to unanim unanimously agree. However, he agreed with the plaintiff's assertion that the specific elements of the compositions in question could be similar enough to invoke copyright protection and conjure the specter of plagiarism based on the presentation of both pieces. Writing, Can a banana taped to a wall be art? Must art be beautiful, creative, emotive? A banana taped to a wall may not embody human creativity, but it may evoke some feelings, good or bad. In any event, a banana taped to a wall recalls Marshall McLuhan's definition of art, anything you can get away with. Morford may be able to claim copyright of the expression of that idea. Thankfully for the court, the question of whether a banana taped to a wall can be art is more a metaphysical question than a legal one. But the legal question before the court may be just as difficult. Did Morford sufficiently allege that Catalan's banana infringes his banana? While using silver duct tape to affix a banana to a wall may not espouse the highest degree of creativity, its absurd and farcical nature meets the minimal degree of creativity needed to qualify as original. And that was written by U.S. District Court Judge Robert N. Scola concerning the Morford v. Catalan case. The minimal degree of creativity standard for original work is a strong standing pillar of U.S. copyright law, which makes it very important in this situation. With the two works tempor temporarily separated by almost two whole decades, Catalan cannot, cannot claim simultaneous creation. In addition, it would be very difficult for Catalan to prove definitively that he did not in fact see or have prior knowledge of Banana and Orange before creating Comedian and before it ever hit the internet. On the plus side for the defense, it would be equally difficult for Morford to prove definitively that Catalan did. In that respect alone, the court would have no choice but to side with Catalan unless Morford can prove otherwise. 
but the judge's point undoubtedly issues issued with an eye roll and a heavy sigh at the fact that yes, he actually does have to take this case seriously. That a yellow banana taped to a wall with silver duct tape is in itself insufficiently unique on a conceptual level to qualify for copyright protection, while certainly not what most people would think of when they think of art as a broad class, is going to be very difficult for the defense to work around. If Catalan cannot convince the court he had no prior knowledge of banana and orange or that a piece that was strikingly similar in concept and execution to comedian already existed, he may very well end up having to pony up. Appeal would be a very risky gambit in this situation because of Catalan's recent legal misadventure in France. No matter how you slice it or what the outcome is, this case is going to be very interesting to watch because the fallout from Morford versus Catalan will likely inform case law in the art world for decades to come. Besides, it'll be fascinating to find out which party the court finds is in fact the top banana. Now, Orange, you glad I told you about it? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Patent Professor podcast. Again, this was an article written by our founding attorney, John Risby. And if you'd like to read the article, you can find it on his LinkedIn page. Again, that's John Rizvi, R-I-Z-V-I. And if you're interested in learning more about our law firm, you can visit our website at www.thepatentprofessor.com or you can follow us on social media at The Patent Professor. We are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Patent, sir. Patent, sir.